Hi, welcome to Scratching the Surface. I'm Jared Fuller, and this is my podcast about design criticism and practice. On today's episode, I'm talking to my friend, the novelist, Jack Chang. Jack and I met in New York about five years ago when we were both living there. Jack was running a digital product studio called Disrupto, and at the time was spending his nights and weekends working on what would become his first novel, These Days, uh, which he eventually self-published on Kickstarter. Since that time, Jack has moved to Detroit and has transitioned to writing novels full-time, and last month saw the release of his new book, See You in the Cosmos. In this episode, Jack and I talk about his transition from designing to writing, the similarities between designing products and writing fiction, and the power of reflecting on your creative practices. We recorded this episode before See You in the Cosmos was out, so I had not read it at the time, and we don't talk too much about the actual story, but the book has since released, and I just started reading it, and it's really, uh, really wonderful story. I feel like I recommended his first book these days to everyone I meet, so after you're done listening to this episode, I really recommend you pick up both these days and his new book, See You in the Cosmos. A quick programming note before we get into it, uh, I just want to say this is the 20th episode of Scratching the Surface, and I want to thank all of you for listening over the last few months. It's been so great to hear from so many of you, and I'm thrilled that it's really resonating. If you've been enjoying the podcast, I do have a quick favor. If you could rate it and leave a comment in iTunes, that would be great. It helps with findability in the iTunes store and helps get it out to more people. It takes just a few seconds, and I really appreciate all your support. And I have a few more great conversations coming up in the next few weeks that I can't wait for you to hear. But until then, thank you for listening, and let's get into today's episode. Here's my conversation with Jack Chang. I was thinking about this conversation, having this conversation with you earlier today, and I, I realized, kind of like I was just saying, your career, my view of your career has been one that's kind of shifted between design and writing. Uh, and when we met, you were working as a designer, but I came to your work originally through your writing on your blog uh, at the time. And this was, I think, like 2012 or so, probably. Um, and so I was curious for you, what, what came first in your life, designer writing? I, I would say that like design was a career for me before uh, writing was a career. Um, and, but, mm. but like, it's like, if I trace it further back, you know, when I was like really little, I would, do like I, I drew a lot and I would do a lot of art and you know and like that that was always something that um, you know not necessarily like like not necessarily design but but like you know even in like in high school I would I would be like goofing around with like Photoshop in my spare time I'd be like um, I spent a lot of my like teenage years like entering those Photoshop contest websites. Um, and so I think part of, and it was yeah. like, it was just like, it was like Photoshopping celebrity heads onto like Renaissance paintings and things like that. And, <laughs> um, and so, so that, that, but like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have really considered that design, but that, that sort of paved the way for, um, a career in design. It was like the kind of like my like Photoshop and illustration chops that uh, that landed me my first job in advertising as in like art direction intern. Oh, um, and so so that was yeah, that was like something that was going on. And like in sort of meanwhile, um, you know, I, I always I was always um like I always did well at writing related things. Um, you know, in school, I like, even if I didn't think, I, I, even if I didn't realize that like you could make, you could have a career as a writer. I, you know, I mm -hmm. like, I wrote, I entered like short story comp competitions at school, in school. And 
Um, and like, I always, yeah, I always did well on like essays and term papers and things like that. Um, and even when I was in advertising, um, like how my, like my sort of, um, my like later years and, and I, I didn't spend that much time in advertising in, in total. It was probably only like three to four years, mm -hmm. but like the, the later half of it, I became a copywriter in part because, um, you know, in advertising, you typically work in like two person creative teams with an art director and a writer. Right. Um, and it was in part because like my creative partner, uh, was already an art director. And so he was like a, in like an, extremely visual person and and um and i was sort of more like the like i i, I kind of like entered into that creative partnership um or like like ent i entered into that creative partnership and huh. then ended up kind of being uh, a writer by default because we needed a writer um <laughs> yeah so yeah so it, it's kind of um I mean, I've definitely gone back and forth, uh, and I've never, hmm. I guess like, I guess it wasn't, it wasn't until I was doing, uh, doing more like web stuff and, uh, user interfaces that I actually considered myself a designer, um, and and it also like oh. wasn't until I really started like working on on these days on my first novel that I started considering myself a writer. And so mm -hmm. I, I I always felt like like I was kind of an um, an outsider to both like writing and design in a way that like I was I was kind of this um, I wasn't <laughs> yeah. really like in in deeply involved in like either community. Um, uh, until like, and, and like, I, I think that's different now in that, like, you know, that I very much consider myself like uh, a writer and specifically like a fiction writer and even more specifically a novelist. And, and I think yeah. that like, that's something that, um, yeah, it was kind of this, this process of not even a process. It was kind of just like both of those things were coexistent in my life. Um, for a while uh, and you know and there are definitely like ways that you can kind of like frame what I do right now uh, even as writing fiction even writing fiction as I think as like design and, and sort of the the bigger sense of the word yeah yeah I mean that was that that's kind of two of the questions that I my, my you started to answer the next two questions that I had and and one was I've interviewed, you know, kind of the overarching theme of this podcast is the relationship between criticism and practice or between theory and making. Hmm. But one of the sub themes that I've started seeing emerge is the relationship between design and writing. And I've interviewed a lot of people who actually have said something very similar to what you just said about feeling, you know, either like they weren't fully a part of design when they were a designer, but then they started writing and like, that's actually a thing that's come up before in some of these interviews. But the thing that I was thinking about is that I've not talked to anyone who writes fiction. And I actually think that there are a lot of similarities between fiction writing and the design process. And so I was curious, do you think, I was curious, I guess this is a two part question what relationships do you see between fic writing fiction and, and designing? And then also does having, does someone like yourself that has a background in both, do you think that brings things to the table that, you know, you otherwise might not have had if you didn't have that design background? Mm. Um, so, so, uh, so, so, I guess like to tackle the first question um, uh, with, with like, with regard to fiction um, I've, I've actually like joked to a few people that like I've gone from um, designing 
product technologies to designing thought technologies. Um, and, <laughs> and, and sort of like in, in, um, an example of, of what I mean by that is like, um, this summer I was in, uh, I was in Japan for a couple of weeks with, uh, one of my very best friends and, uh, we were, um, we we're hiking on this like mountain trail and it was like pouring rain out. And, uh, and so we're, you know, we're like, we have like, you know, our, our kind of like rain, raincoats on and we're, we're just mm -hmm. like, you know, trekking along on this, on this trail. Um, and I like, I go to like put, put my hood on because, you know, it's raining. So I put, I put my like waterproof hood on. Um, and I remember yeah. like when I did that, uh, it was like the, the hood blocked out the, the sound of, you know, of my environment. And so I was felt, I mm. felt very much like it was kind of, it was disconnecting me from like, uh, my immediate environment and, and like, I wanted the experience of the rain, um, and the sound and the fullness yeah. of that sound without, you know, without like basically having to get wet. Um, and so, so, you know, as like, you huh. know, as someone who thinks about like products and product design, I was like, oh, you know, someone should, uh, someone should in, invent like a rain hood that has like, you know, like mesh where the ears are <laughs> so that it's like, you still get the sound without getting wet. Um, but, yeah. but then, but then like, I, I was, I, I thought about that some more and I was like, you know, actually, if you look at, it's like, if you look at uh the you know the local people or like people who live in in mountainous areas right a lot of times like i've been on other tracks with you know with uh with like people in a local town in south america where they're just like walking around without an umbrella you know it's raining and they just don't have an umbrella right and and <laughs> right. that like right that that you know that that the the idea of a a, a rain jacket with like breathable, um, breathable ears, I guess. Um, it's like, like, you know, that's, that's one, that's one invention and that's one solution. Another, like another design solution, or maybe like, you know, maybe if you, it actually feels weird to call it a design solution, but another way around this issue of like being bothered by the rain is to like have a set of cultural values where you're not bothered by the rain. And, and mm. so, and I think that like, that's something that I find that like with fiction, um, like so much of fiction is getting like, like so much of the benefit of reading fiction is, you know, is being able to, to place yourself in someone else's shoes. And, and not only like place yourself within mm -hmm. someone else's shoes, but but do so in a way where you're kind of like absorbing uh, their cultural values, um, and it's often like and that's often connected to like the the values of the author, and and that's something that like yeah that I think that you know when I talk about like designing like yeah des designing thought technologies. Um, you know, it, it's very much like, I, I think like, like I'm approaching, I, I approach writing fiction as, as like kind of my own inquiry into my values and, and trying to like articulate mm. and find out like what I believe is like good and right um, through, you know, through having these characters mm -hmm. like play out these scenarios on the page. Um, and, and, and I guess like for me, um, that's something that, and the reason that I moved from design, um, into writing was that I, that's something that like, I don't think is as common with a design practice that, that like, um, or at least like when you're designing for, for clients, um, I, I think like it's, it seems, uh, you know, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you go into those um, design scenarios more with uh, more tasked to solve a problem 
than you are like to task yeah. to like actually question the values that create that problem? Yeah. Yeah, you know, that, see, that's something I've been thinking about a lot too because I feel like I don't even know exactly how to phrase it, but I agree with you that I feel like I, I think that the term problem solving in design has, <laughs> has actually been problematic for design <laughs> because you go in with it, it immediately sets up how your process is going to work. And it's, you know, here's the thing that's wrong. Here's the thing that needs to be fixed. Here's a goal. What are the steps we need to do to solve it? Where I think design could have that inquiry to it where it's, where it's like, you know, let's, let's dig, let's excavate what's here and figure out, you know, the best way to show this thing, tell this story, make this product, um, where it could be a, almost a type of storytelling, but it's defined too early where it's, this needs to be an app, this needs to be a poster, this needs to be a book. And then it's all about solving for that. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's been, that's been a lot of my experience. I feel like that's kind of why I went back to school because I felt like that was wrong or, or maybe not even wrong, but limiting in a lot of ways. Uh, but this, this, uh, connected something for me that I was thinking about when I was thinking about your work and, and when I first met you and a lot of your writing was about design, product design, digital design. Um, what is it like to work on the web? And I'm, I'm wondering now, were you kind of writing those pieces? And, and the two that I'm thinking of specifically were your piece, was your piece, uh, the slow web. Um, and you did one and I can't remember what it's called. And I was actually Googling for it earlier today. And I couldn't find it, but it was, you were using the analogy of keyframes in interaction design. And I'm wondering if, if that writing came out of a, a place for you about what you found fulfill, what you ended up finding fulfillment in, in your fiction. And it was you trying to articulate and figure out design processes or the role of design or your role as a designer? Mm -hmm. um, I Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there, um, I, I think they came out of a place um, of just trying to like, I, I guess just just trying to like understand myself, um, and and it was like less the you know because I didn't really think of myself as really a designer. It, it was like less about mm -hmm. like my role as a designer, and it was more more just like um, so. So the keyframe thing was was just uh, it was just like that one was more I guess about just uh, kind of this like idea that I had or this uh, this thing that I realized <laughs> yeah. that that like you know, that we, we tend to like, that we tend to like think in keyframes and we, um, like, wait, mm -hmm. was that, that's was that, right. It was, I was yeah. like likening it to cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's it. And that like that sort of, you know, if you think about video editing, right. The, the things that, um, the things that get pulled out are keyframes are like the moments when things change. Um, and I was saying, and I, I guess like that blog post was kind of just about how we, it's like, we were biased to notice those changes rather than like all the stuff that leads up to them. Right. Um, and right. That's it. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Uh, and then, and uh, so, so I think that that was more of just the case of like, oh, you know, me like noticing, like something interesting that I thought was interesting and then wanting to, wanting to share mm. that. Um, the, the slow web thing, um, very much came out of just a frustration I was having with, you know, with social media and with like all these apps and notifications on my phone 
and I was trying to mm -hmm. um, identify uh, like like apps and services that I felt didn't make me feel like that that didn't make me feel like I was addicted to something. Um, mm -hmm. And 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 yeah, it's interesting because I because with that post in in particular um you know people still link to that like and it's been like like three four years or like maybe longer oh, wow. since, since i wrote that um and like and i actually recently put up like a little paragraph um that was like kind of like an like an update like you know here's where i am on on like the thinking around this now um but basically oh, wow. basically like i think when i first wrote that uh wrote that essay i was trying to extract a set of like uh, user experience uh, principles that that sort of govern these like you know these apps that I felt like were were delivered this more like um, mm -hmm. uh, sane and more like you know calm calmer experience. Um, but but like I, I think where where I've sort of like evolved on that is it and it gets back to this question of values is that like. You know, if you're trying to, if you're trying to like change the way that like, you know, these apps interact interact with us and, and change our relationship to, you know, consuming information, um, you can't you can't do that solely on like the interface level. Um, right. It's like you know because there's this whole set of like. Uh, there's this whole system and set of incentives in like the way that startup companies are, are funded and the way that their like success is evaluated. That is all about like, you know, like is all about getting right. people addicted and all about getting people to use the app as like much as possible. And, and so you can't mm -hmm. like, I, I feel like without like questioning those, those values of like, you know, yeah, without questioning that the values that drive um, these apps and you know these technologies to to do what they do, then you can't you can't actually. Um, I don't think you can actually you know have any real change, and you can. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think you can actually um, like separate those two and, and and try to treat them as like like unrelated things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's something that I feel like as I've, I've, I hadn't, I hadn't totally, I should actually go back and reread. I should have reread that before I talked to you, but a lot of the things that I've been talking to people about or, and something that's emerged through a lot of these conversations that I've had is that, you know, design criticism or the discussion that, that I think designers should be having around their work should not be limited to aesthetics, typography, colors, layout, you know, when a company redesigns its logo, everybody tweets about it, but should kind of be a deeper discussion around the economics of this thing, the culture that this object comes from, the politics behind it, the, the business that it comes from, uh, because that all affects how the design was made and then how the design is put out into how a piece of design is put out into the world. Uh, and I think you I think that's what you were getting at in the slow web also. And I don't mean to kind of have you talking about a piece that you wrote five years ago that you don't, you know, maybe kind of fully agree with. But I do think that you were on to that type of discussion around these things. Yeah. And, and I, I guess like you know, one question that I, I might have for you in, in that regard is like, is like, what are, you know, where are the places that you actually go um, to talk with other designers about those things? <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> that, I mean, that's, I but feel it's like, like, it's like, do you, do you that's meet the other monthly question at, that like, I'm asking AIGA myself a and... lot is, <laughs> right, right. Like where, where does a conversation like that because I think, you know, I think, and, and this is even kind of related to, to what you were saying earlier about values is, to me, that's very important to, those types of things are very important to the work that I take on and the 
the jobs that I take and the work that I do. And I just feel like they're not, and I feel like a lot of people agree with that and have those same interests, but there's no place for that type of discussion, um, you know, because media and technology is moving so fast that it's kind of the hot take is the easy discussion to have about, you know, when Facebook redesigns newsfeed, uh, instead of asking why, why was it redesigned and what is this optimized for, or, you know, and all of these questions. So I don't know. I mean, uh, that's a great question that I haven't figured out an answer to. Um, something else that I was thinking about, uh, though, that's kind of related to that is, is your first book these days was a, is a novel and is fiction, but I actually thought that it kind of wrestled with a lot of these questions also, and that there was a certain kind of cultural and technology, uh, I don't know the word, commentary, or you were asking questions about the roles of these things in our lives in that book. Um, and the main character was a designer. Were these all conscious questions that you were asking yourself that at the time that found their way into the book or, or was that kind of an unconscious part of your process? Uh, yeah, it was definitely, um, I, I think, I think those were, those questions were unconscious and, um, and mm. my, um, my writing the book was kind of like my way of trying to make them more conscious, um, at least like to myself. Um, that, so yeah. that actually, that book actually started, um, with, uh, around the time that like, um, that I had started, uh, my, my company, uh, that I had started Disrupto in, in New York. Um, oh, right. or it was like, it was sort of, I remember it was the time when my co-founders and I, um, were still like, it's like the very first project we worked on as a team together was uh was a steepster the my t website oh yeah um, and yeah. so that that was sort of we worked on that as a just like as like a, a a trial project to see how well we would work together um and so mm -hmm. it was i actually started working on these days um as i was like journaling i, I like i start I, around the same time um we, st we started working on Steepster. I was doing this like daily journaling practice. And, uh, right. and then like one day, you know, I, I like had nothing to write and like a scene popped out. Um, and then like the next day I wrote down another scene. And so after a few weeks I was like, oh, this is like, you know, this like could be a book. Um, and, and so I, th I think oh, like the existence of that practice um, was something ended up being it ended up being a place for me to sort of reflect about the things that I was struggling with in like my day-to-day -day work and life experience. Um, and and mm -hmm. sort of, you know, the, this like, yeah, this, this question of like, oh, you know, are these like, um, are these devices that are supposed to help us communicate actually getting in the way, are they actually getting in the way of our communication? Um, right. And, and yeah, and it's like, they're, they're like, yeah, a lot of the, those are like questions that don't have really neat answers and that you can't just, you know, the answer isn't just to like, yeah, to like design something or to like, um, or, or to like design a product or to write a think piece and just be, be done with it. They're, they're kind of like, right. Yeah. And, and like, I don't, I don't, I don't know do if I actually, um, you know, I, I don't know if I actually like came to a conclusion about it in, in, in the book these days. Like, like, I, I think like, yeah, a lot of it was just like left very open and it was sort of like, I think it, it, uh, that book sort of ends on this note of like, you know, is, is this just like mm -hmm. what's going to keep happening? Um, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it it was a. I remember finishing the book, and it feeling darker than I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. Um, I if I had to if I had to write write that ending again, um, I would probably like be a little gentler on the characters and and handle it in a different <laughs> way. Um, but you know, that's, yeah. it's my first novel, so <laughs> I'm, I'm learning, right. I'm learning. You, so, well, 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 that's a, that was a question that I, that I had that I wanted to ask you about. This is, I, again, I'm sorry that all my questions are kind of these multi-part questions, but I was, I was curious if that, that kind of idea of you wrestling with these questions kind of in the world that you're in, is that how, I don't know how to phrase this exactly. Is that kind of core to who you are as a fiction writer? And the reason that I ask that is I have not, obviously have not read the next book, which comes out in a couple of weeks, um, but sounds like it's very different than these days. Do you tackle some of these types of cultural questions in, in the new book? Um, I, yeah, yeah, on some level. And, and I think like part of it was that, you know, when I'm tackling these questions, I don't always, I don't like always realize I'm tackling these questions. Um, they're just kind <laughs> of like, you know, the, it's like, to me, like when I'm writing fiction, it's almost like I'm like, um, I'm entering into this dream and like, you know, in, in, in that, in the dream, dream world, like things will just like appear and you don't really like, like, it's like, I don't, I don't really know like what they mean until like after I've like, after like I've laid down the words and then I sort of like go back and try to like figure out what they mean. Um, it's like, you know, why, why is this character appearing or like, why does this thing keep coming up in my stories? Um, they're sort of, uh, a yeah. way of like, um, uh, like, like, like an analogy I've used is that like, it's like, imagine like you're, you're like, you're like pouring yourself into this, like, you know, imagine that like you're, you're like this liquid form and you're pouring yourself into this. <laughs> new vessel every, every like every novel is like a different shaped jar um and mm. and that like with you know when it's in this like new container you can actually like examine it and you can like you know see you might see things that that you might not other otherwise see um and i i think like it it's a way of like like yeah it's a way of like taking all those like dormant subconscious things and like just like putting them out in the open so that you can then like, I, I think like then go back and like psychoanalyze them or, or like try to figure out what they mean. Um, right. I, I will say, I will say that like I've, I'm becoming more and more conscious of the things that I'm wrestling with. And so, you know, for like, for this next book that I'm going to be working on after uh, see you in the cosmos comes out, um, and I, I like, so it's like, oh, I've wow. already like, uh, I've already like started like sketching it out. Um, but that's something it's like for that book, it's like, uh, you know, my, like my own experience as, uh, in this country as an Asian American is something that like, I, mm. uh, have sort of like stayed away from trying to examine, um, for a long, long time. And, and I think I'm just like coming mm. around. Um, to trying to understand more of like that part of my identity, like my identity as an Asian American. And, and so that, yeah. so I, I would say like this next book is a case of like, you know, I'm, I'm entering into it with like a, a subject of examination and that like that, you know, part of the reason that like I'm embarking on this project is because I wanted, I want to know better like that side of myself. Um, and yeah, that's, yeah, that's really interesting. Did you have, were you able to do that kind of self-examination or 
kind of ask those types of questions when you were a designer or when you had your own, you know, kind of product shop? Were those types of things at all connected to the design work you were doing? No, they were not. Um, I, and I think, I think part of that is because um, you kind of like, It's it's hard, at least for for me. It's hard to do that when you're, you know, when you're like, also like, running a business and trying to work with other people. That like, you know, right. that, that that those kinds of endeavors are the endeavors um, of art, and that like, mm -hmm. there are. Yeah, there are like too many things. There were like too many other things going on that I was just trying to like, basically like, you know, just trying to stay sane and trying to like just, just kind of like, like like I I think there's this tendency, um, with with kind of the the rhythms of, um, you know, project product design and like designing for the web where you just there's not as much time for um for like planning and setting intentions um or like setting at least setting mm -hmm. like bigger intentions where you kind of just like move from project to project um yeah one thing that i found really um satisfying about like writing novels is that like i that the um the format itself um, I, I think the format itself where you're working on these like multi-year projects in, in waves, right. You have kind of like a first draft that'll take mm. you like however many months. And then like, you know, after you get done, right. get that draft done, it like, it goes in a drawer or, you know, it, it goes into a folder and you, you like take some time away, away from it. And so you, you get this chance for like actual, like, long-term involvement in something and i think I, I think that's like a component that um that really like it's it makes you step back and think about the bigger picture um and that's something yeah that's something that like i never found yeah. in like you know in sort of my design work or like my advertising work like like other than like Mm -hmm. I would say, like, other than, like, redesigning my own website, <laughs> where, like, <laughs> right. you know, because you never, like, you never revisit, you you rarely, uh, at least I, in my case, like, I rarely, like, revisited a project, um, you know, because we were doing a lot of, like, client work, so we kind of had these, like, one-offs and uh, one-off projects and, or or that, like, you know, that there, there wasn't this... Um, like like even on the flip side when you're sort of like doing something that's more along the lines of a startup that you're just like you're in the same same thing like yeah you know day after day for like years on end and there's right. there's like you know less a uh like you're you're sort of like pressured against taking time to like step back in and really like let things um let things ferment and let things kind of like yeah um, yeah yeah I, it's that's been something i've been thinking about a lot and i think it's just because that i am in in grad school right now and so i've had the time where i can kind of really think about the work that i'm doing and i've been looking back over a lot of you know looking back at my career and the jobs i had before i came back to school and and I've, I've noticed, and I can't tell if this is a, a bit of kind of revisionist history on my end, but I've noticed that there are certain uh, intellectual questions or certain themes that emerge from projects that I've worked on that I'm really proud of. There are certain, it's a lot of them have me asking particular questions in them that don't always manifest themselves in the finished product but i remember thinking about them and i can't tell if that's me um you know if that's me coming from this kind of 
privileged place in design where I can kind of insert some of myself in that and how feasible that is economically for, you know, across all of design. Um, and so that's why, why I asked that for you is if, if that was something that you really only were able to get out of uh, when you started writing. Um, one thing that, that that kind of like brings to mind is that um, uh, like, so I've, I've had a, uh, a meditation practice for probably like four or five years now. Um, mm. And, uh, and I, and I think that that's like, um, the, that, that's really informed the way that I think about, um, about like, uh, the relationship between like, uh, like between a daily practice and also like involvement in, and also like, like kind of like, uh, having like, like retreats to, to sort of like step back and get perspective and also just mm. involvement <laughs> with like a community of practitioners. Um, in that like, right. it, it's sort of like, yeah, that like those three things work together where you, you have something that you like do every day and you have um, kind of like, you have that daily practice and then you have these like more rare, like, uh, more intermittent retreats where um you know like like that is like like my my friend in san francisco um she and some of her friends do like like a quarterly like life planning summit or something like that um, oh yeah and 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 so so they're like these like um you know you have and, and like we do that in you know we did that in like we do do that in the design community as well right we have these like conferences like you know, like Brooklyn Beta was like, or like XOXO, they're these events right. that you go there and like you get really inspired and you, you, you're able to like reflect on your practice and on your, the things that you do. Um, and, I, and, and then mm -hmm. like in between those two extremes, I think, and what, what, what piece that often gets like overlooked is like, um, this like regular uh, like physical community where you can actually get together to uh, to talk about both those things to talk about kind of like the bigger intentions yeah. that you get from like retreat or conference and and to like then like connect like connect that line connect the uh, connect that with uh, you know your daily practice and I think like like those like uh, you know, when I was in, in New York still, um, I would go to like this meditation center every Tuesday night. And then like, we'd sit as, as like a group and meditate. And then afterwards, whoever the, the instructor was would give a talk. And I found that though, those were like really, um, they really helped, uh, help like cultivate this like habit cultivate that the kind of like habits that um yeah that led to a healthy healthier daily practice and that like you know or like i'd go do like a meditation retreat and then like it's like after that retreat it's those weekly um weekly gatherings that were kind of like like maintenance on my practice mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and uh to to sort of like jump back to like the the kind of like slow web thing like one thing that i sort of like you know uh and like starting to do here in detroit is like talk to people about maybe um having like a regular meetup where once a month we we just mm -hmm. like talk about the the kind of like you know the the role of like these technologies and social media in our life and like how you know, how, how they've impacted right. our day-to-day -day life. Uh, and like, and like maybe, you know, some things we can try for like the next month to, to sort of better manage those habits. Um, 
And so, so I That's think that's a great like, idea. And, and I, it's, yeah, it's like, I would say that like, you know, it's like, if you're, it's like, if you're looking for, uh, you know, if you're looking for other people in like the design community to, who are all interested in more like, you know, questioning the, the kind of like values that go into the work that you do. And like, and right. more, it's like, like you could start in, in like a lot and in worse places than like just having like a monthly like gathering of, of human beings. Yeah. To like talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, that's a really great idea. I have just one kind of last question for you or one last thing that I was interested in talking with you about. And it was your, it is your, um, your Sunday letter, your Sunday newsletter that started, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about it. It started from your Kickstarter. It was your Kickstarter updates for the book. And I never read the Kickstarter updates for the, you know, Kickstarters that I back, but, but yours were actually like very interesting and really gave a lot of insight into what it took for you to write this book to get it printed to edit it to designing the cover and then it's this thing that you've continued doing and now it's evolved into this podcast which is you know the process of you publishing your new book and so it seems like as you've been as you've been working on these two books you've also been in you've had this habit of this kind of almost meta look at what you are writing and what your creative process is like. And I'm curious if that act of writing every week and reflecting back on the work that you're doing, has that had any influence on the actual, when you sit down to write and, and your actual creative process, that kind of weekly thinking about it and sharing that? Some, sometimes it, it comes to mind that, or sometimes I'll be like working on something and I'll be like, oh, this is like a good thing for, for like, you know, the, the, the Sunday letter. Um, more often than not, mm. it's more just like, it's like, you know, 6 p.m. on Sunday night and I'm like, oh shoot, I need to like, <laughs> you know, I need to write this letter. Um, and, and so, so yeah. like often it ends up just being this, like sort of like very like strain and like like force forced kind of like reflection um and and like sometimes that's that's like what i need um and so uh yeah so it's not i don't think about it much there there were like what i guess like with the podcast it, it might be a little it was a little different because um like I had had the idea to do the podcast for quite some time for like, you know, while I was still actually like finishing the book, um, I was, I was thinking like, Oh, you know, it'd be cool to do a podcast. But, but at the same time it was, it was just like, yeah, like it's, it's also just, you know, one, one step at a time. Like it's like, first let's like actually finish this book and then we can think about like everything else. <laughs> right. Um, right. Yeah, it's I I definitely like I I'd like it to be more of this uh more of this like considered um reflection. Um but uh I th I think like I think what usually happens is that like the reflection like I think what usually happens is that like Monday is the day for like reflection about the Sunday letter. That like, you know, there's this kind of like natural, like anytime we like finish something and like send it out in the world, then like we actually get to stop and think about it. Um, and, right. and yeah, so I don't, there, uh, it's, I, I think the other thing is that uh, with the podcast especially is that um, it's also, you know, because I'm interviewing like the different people um, 
involved in in making the book like my agent and my editors and and um like i think what makes the podcast different um is that like it's more of this like mutual reflection on you know something that you worked on together Mm -hmm. um and like and I, i think that is more of like that ends up being more of a uh, a kind of like moment to express like gratitude and uh and and kind of like appreciate what you guys have been through what what you've been through with you know with with someone and and to kind of just step back and say oh you know like this thing that is like just constantly in motion like yeah we're like we're a part of this and we're you know it's right. it's it's really like amazing to to kind of like be a part of this yeah i love that i think that's yeah it's that's really interesting thank you so much that was that was kind of how i was wanting to end it so thank you so much for for talking with me and for kind of being a part of my project and i can't wait uh i've loved the podcast and i cannot wait uh to read the new book hmm Hmm. Yeah, I uh, I I can't wait for you to read it. Um, and I, I will just say that like I'm, um, it's been you know because we met when when I think you had just moved to New York. Um, yeah. And uh, it's been really, like, really amazing to to sort of like follow your career from like, you know, from Warby Parker to like Facebook, and now like you know you're doing. <laughs> right. You're, you're like getting yeah. your graduate degree and like doing this podcast and diving deeper into like criticism. I think it's awesome. Oh, thanks. That, that really, really means a lot. I, I really appreciate that. This episode was recorded on February 6th, 2017. Our theme music is by Andy Borgasani. We're on Twitter at Surface Podcast. You can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud at scratchingthesurface.fm. Thanks for listening.